Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name's Lloyd Ross, and this episode is titled, What is an IPO? What is an IPO? Uh, well, it stands for Initial Public Offering. Okay, now you'll come across this uh, throughout your investing career, definitely. Um, you may come across it uh, even if you're not an avid investor. One of your friends might talk to you about it. Someone you know might be doing it. Um and uh, it's, it's a natural part of the growth of a business, okay? Um, so I'm going to explain what an IPO is, what an initial public offering is, why they happen, um, and some, 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 some help around how to navigate them yourself So as an investor. So initial public offering, so here's what happens in business. Uh, and I think people get so confused as to what shares are, <laughs> okay? So just skinning it right back again, when you buy a share, okay, an equitable share of a business, you're buying ownership in the business. That's all it is, okay? They're t- commonly referred to as equities, okay? And a bond is where you're lending money to someone and you're receiving a bond in return. So an IOU, a promise to, to repay you back. They're, they're the two differences between the two, right? So when you're buying a business, um, you're buying shares. Now, how do shares get created? So it comes from an initial public offering. So when a business begins and starts, it's usually started as a side hustle. Um, a lot of big business owners started their business in their backyard, in their garage, with some friends, on their phone, whatever it is, okay? And it grew from there. So as the business grows, um, it starts to get you know a team of people, it needs resources, it's got more customers, it needs to invest in equipment, it needs to invest in technology, it needs to invest in people resources, it needs to expand globally, it needs to do lots of things, okay, as it grows. And um, Grant Cardone often says, you know, the the biggest mistake you can make as a small business owner is to keep it small. <laughs> now, I don't know how accurate that is for everyone's business, but, you know, businesses naturally as they grow, they, they need more capital. They're very cash-thirsty things, businesses, okay? So if you've got a really effective business, a lot of customers who love your product or service and you're growing quite quickly, you'll need more money to grow at the speed at which people want your products or service. And if you can't deliver your product or service to the people who want it, they're going to go elsewhere. So when businesses go through growth, they actually go, wow, we're growing so fast. We don't have enough money to do all the things we want to do. We want to expand internationally. We want to put this person on. We want to increase our staff. We want to we want to develop new products. We want to do all this stuff, right? And they don't have enough money. So what do they do? They've got a few options. They can either go borrow the money from the bank, okay, or from borrow from private investors if they want to, or they can get in private shareholders, or they can develop their own cash flow from the business itself and bootstrap their way to growth organically. It's called organic growth. Or they can go and actually get money from the public and sell shares in the business. So when a small business starts up, it's a private company. And private companies are proprietary limited companies, LLC companies, and they're usually limited to 20 shareholders, generally, right? Up to 20 shareholders. So 
That's a private business. Now, as a private company, you don't need to um, show quarterly earnings reports. You don't need to um, publicly uh, share everything about your business you know, in the news. You don't need to satisfy certain regulatory requirements. You don't need to have audits, You'd, all sorts of stuff, okay? So there's a benefit to being private. You get to actually just go about your business without having to do all that other rigmarole of stuff. But So why do businesses go private to public? Well, the reason is they, they want capital. They're, they're cash-starved. They really want to grow faster. And the best way to do that is in the, what's called the public markets. It's where you take your business and you list it on a stock exchange where the public has access to buy your shares in your business. Anyone does. Okay, It's where it goes from 20 shareholders to potentially tens of thousands of shareholders okay that's called going public okay going public is when you move from a private business to a public business a public business is where the public gets to own shares of the business anyone can buy shares in your business effectively where's the benefit well when that happens you're selling so many different pieces or shares of your business you're raising a ton of capital so the value of your business goes up drastically because the public are now effectively owners of it and they're paying a large amount of money to you. So your business is now worth at least what cash you have on hand from the IPO, the initial public offering, the money you raise, okay, and the actual assets of the company. So you've got a lot of, it becomes very valuable. It's how businesses grow their cash hoard or their capital very quickly. And that allows people, once they list and get all the public to give them money in, in return for shares, then they can actually expand a lot faster and grow a lot faster, okay? That's why companies want to list on the stock exchange. So in an initial public offering, what happens is it takes about four months, and, and hey, it varies company to company, industry to industry, market to market, but let's say you go through the process of listing on the stock exchange. The stock exchange is where all the public companies are listed for exchange. You can buy and sell um, shares when it's listed on the exchange. So in the initial outset, what happens is the company um, has private investors, it's got owners, right? And it says what it needs to go public is it needs to get an investment bank. Okay, so like Bank of America, JP Morgan, Macquarie Bank, these big investment banks, Goldman Sachs, to underwrite the deal, which means the bank actually buys all the shares of the company. Okay, and then the bank then relists it on the stock exchange and takes a margin, takes a cut and commission. That's how it makes money, right? And so you need an investment bank to underwrite the deal. And so what happens once the investment bank comes on board to underwrite the deal, then it's a matter of creating the, uh, I wouldn't say hype, sometimes it's hype, but creating the excitement and, and portraying the business um, analysis to the public to say, hey, this is a great business, you should invest in this. So the, the investment house or the investment bank um, creates this uh, public offering. And it goes out there and says, hey, public, we're coming to list on the stock exchange, you want to buy shares in this business because of X, Y, Z, it lists on this date, and the, once it lists, then the company is what's called floated, floated on the stock exchange. It's got a stock ticker code, it's got uh, it's on the exchange of whatever local exchange it's been listed to, and people of the public can now buy and sell the shares on the open market, okay? When you're buying and selling shares listed on the stock exchange, you're not buying the shares directly from the company. You're buying the shares from other people, <laughs> from other owners of the stock who are selling it. <laughs> There's always a buyer and a seller, okay? Um, so once it's public, you're in the second-hand market. So when you're buying and selling shares, it's it's the second-hand market. The first-hand market is when you own shares in the private company and it goes public. And all of a sudden, your shares, if, if a company is private and it goes public, typically it shares you know, 3x, 5x, or 10x, sometimes more. And so you can make a lot of money as a private business owner when your shares list on the stock exchange. You can make 
millions and millions of dollars, and many people do. I think the CEO, I forget what his name is, of um, Snap, um, he, I think he made $600 million or something uh, when his company, Snap, listed on the stock exchange. And there's look, there's so many stories like that. The largest IPO in history is Alibaba, actually. It IPO'd in 2014. I'm pretty sure it still holds the record for the largest IPO initial public offering ever because it's such an amazing business, right? So everyone want to get their hands out, like, oh, I want to be part of that. But here's a couple of things to consider. Whenever a company goes public and it lists for the first time, a lot of people make the mistake to buy into that stock through the stock market once it's listed. But I've got a, a word of warning. You're buying it at a price, like you're buying it from people who know the value, know the price of the business. So usually when you're buying, when you own the business before it lists, you get to sell it to the public at a much higher rate usually. It usually lists for a much higher price and even sometimes it's worth. And it's arguable, it's 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 hard to say whether it's really even ethical how, how, how companies are listed on the stock exchange because the investment bank pumps up the price so much when it lists that the people buying in the secondhand market after, after it lists, they buy it on the stock exchange. They end up, the shares end up tanking a bit and they end up losing a fair bit of money. You know, that happened recently with, um, I don't know if it was Canva, whether that's listed or not, but a lot of comp, a lot, like if you went and looked at all the IPOs, a great example is Booktopia. If you go to the Australian Stock Exchange, Booktopia listed at $2.60, I think, a share. Great business here in Australia. And, um, and now it's 28 cents. So if you had of, if you had a, owned the business before it listed, you would have sold out and made a fair bit of money. But if you bought into that after it listed and you bought into it at $2.60, you'd now have 28 cents for your $2.60. So you would have lost 90% of the value of the shares. So that happens a lot. Like I'm talking a lot. Like same has happened to Uber and same as Airbnb. Like a lot of these big companies, um, Airbnb has not been too bad, but a lot of these big companies, it's such a hype around when they list. that You go and buy it on, a stack, on, on, on the exchange once it's listed, you're probably going to lose money. So... I never buy IPOs when they've been listed. So, for example, I didn't buy Alibaba um, when it listed. I waited. Okay, there's a bit of an inside tip of one of the businesses I own, or pieces of business I own. But um, you know, the same can be said for a lot of a lot of businesses out there that Warren Buffett buys. He doesn't buy them once they IPO. Very rarely would he ever do that, if ever. Um, I would own a business before it listed. So it's called private equity. I would invest in shares in a in a company when it's private and I would then I would then sell once it lists. I would I would invest like that. But I wouldn't buy shares of a company that's recently IPO'd. It's a very quick way to lose a shivers ton of money. Okay. So I would steer clear of that. Let it list, let it find its feet. And then if you want to buy the business because of all the anal- analysis and research and your understanding of it all makes sense you want to and you want to invest in the business for long term. Great. But don't just jump into the hype. Um, after it lists because yeah, tend to, you tend to get the owners make a lot of money and you as a secondhand investor don't make much. So there you go. Okay, that's what an IPO is. Pretty simple, right? Like, And of course, once the business is public, it's got all this money, it goes and expands and it grows and it hopefully grows earnings and um, and it starts to become you know a, a larger business, doing more business, more customers and um, creating more competitive advantages out there, right? So hope that has been insightful for you to what an initial public offering is. Uh, for anyone out there who's done that, congratulations. That's a massive milestone in business to go public. And for anyone who's looking to invest, be careful and think about those things I mentioned on this episode because it's a fast way to lose money. And stick around your circle of competence, okay? 
don't wander out into things you don't understand because you're going to get burned. All right. So thanks so much for uh, listening to this episode of Money Grows on Trees podcast. Follow me on on Telegram. I've got a free Telegram. You go to www.lloydstelegram.com. You can actually jump in there and I'll give away free money tips, uh, voice messages, audios, lives and stuff like that in there. And uh, I'd love to have you in there. If you want to jump in, feel free. And jump into our Facebook group, Money Grows on Trees. And jump in there. We just hit 2,000 members in our Facebook group, which is awesome. So you want to jump in there. I um, engage in that group um, most days as well. A lot of cool stories in there. And of course, got some cool episodes coming up on the podcast. And we just launched YouTube, incidentally. Um, we have um, some content that's rolled, that's rolling out consistently each week. But there are some videos up. The first formal video launched this week. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you're probably wondering what that is. And I'm probably wondering right now that I don't have a link for you. But um, if you go to, uh, I might add it into my Instagram. In fact, if you go to my Instagram and the link at the top in my bio, if you click that, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Okay, so if you want to do that, awesome. Some great videos there, some wonderful content that's different to the podcast, different to the other stuff. And of course, jump in the Telegram if you're not in there. And I look forward to seeing you or talking with you on the next episode of Money Grows on Trees. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss.